0: therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit this is Pastor Rob Chambers of Reedtown Community Church in Newport Tennessee it is our earnest hope and prayer that something will be said or done through word or song that will be a blessing to your heart good to see everyone this morning good to be in God's house thrilled to be in this place this morning for different reasons Good to see those who have been gone for some time back with us to worship with us. Those who've been out on vacation, been traveling, good to have you with us. Good to have our visitors with us this morning. But most of all, I'm thrilled to be in the house of God this morning for the song that was sung. I have felt the virtue of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in this place this morning. I felt the Holy Spirit of God in this place this morning. That thrills my soul. He is present this morning. He's in this house with us. And I praise His holy name for His joining us because He didn't have to. He didn't have to. He didn't have to come. He didn't have to grace us with His presence. But His word says where two or three are gathered in my name, He said I'll be in the midst. So I know there's at least one other person here with the same thought on their mind as I have. we got at least two that are here this morning looking to have a good time in the Lord, looking to worship. Now, it's been a little bit quiet, and I understand that the weather's been hot. It's been humid. We're tired. We're worn out. Some of us had to work yesterday. Hey, guess what? I'm right there with you. Ninety-five degrees, 96% humidity. I'm right there with you, working with you. I'm just as tired, just as worn out as anybody else is. But I tell you what, when the Spirit of God moves, there is a refreshing there's a strengthening, there's an anointing of the Holy Spirit. And if we'll accept that and let that excite us and thrill us, we can have a good time in the Lord this morning. We don't have to be a quiet church. We don't have to be a laid-back church. We can be excited to be children of God this morning. Now, I've come this morning with a message on my heart. I've come with a message for someone in particular. I don't know who it is. But someone within the sound of my voice this morning, this is from God. It may be for just one person. It may be for every single human being that hears it. I've learned real quick not to question God. He says preach it, you preach it. Doesn't matter if you have any idea why. Doesn't matter if you think it even makes sense. If God says it, you repeat it. I want you to turn to Samuel, the first book, the 17th chapter for our text this morning. The harder you pray, the better I'll preach. The easier it'll be for me to get this message out. 1 Samuel, 17th chapter. We're going to start reading at the 32nd verse. Familiar situation to even the youngest of us here but maybe it's a part of the the account that we never looked at before. The 32nd verse of the 17th chapter of the first book of Samuel. David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight this Philistine. Talking about Goliath, the giant. Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine, to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. David said, Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Paul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. My message for you this morning, whoever you are, the good news is the bad news was wrong. You follow me this morning? The good news I have to give you this morning, the bad news that you've received, is wrong. You shouldn't listen to it. You shouldn't let it hinder you. You shouldn't let it hamper you. Now, how many of you have any idea how many misdiagnoses that are given out every year in this country? A third, a third of all diagnoses that doctors hand out are wrong. Absolutely, completely wrong from the get-go. From an appendicitis to cancer to, to false pregnancies, HIV, you name it. A third of all of them are wrong. That's even before God puts His hand in the mix and begins to move. You all probably know people who've had something like that happen. They've gone and the doctor said, here's this. Turned out the doctor was completely wrong. You also know people that the diagnosis was exactly right, but God's hand reached down and began to move. All you have to do is look back over the lifespan of this church and you can see God's hand moving. The first pastor of this church, J.D. Sisk, at one point the doctors told his family, we can't do anything for him. He's going to die. We can't do anything. Where is he this morning? He's standing picturing your Bible somewhere this morning. Eighty-something years old. He's still preaching. Brother Jim Talbert fell, hit his head, had a bleed on the brain. Three times they opened the man's head to drain blood off of it. Where is he at this morning? He's standing in a pulpit preaching the Word of God. Wayne Waycaster, he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, one of the worst kinds that you can possibly get. The doctor said, there's nothing we can do for you. We want to send you to Nashville to a specialist. By the time he got to Nashville, they tested him again. They couldn't find any sign of any kind of cancer whatsoever in his body. Where is he at this morning? He's standing in Greenville, Tennessee, preaching the word of God out of the pulpit. The good news is the bad news is wrong, people. Look at the word of God. Israel was sitting in his home. He had sons come bring him a cloak, a many-colored coat. That he had given his favorite son They laid it at his feet And it was drenched in blood He said that's the son of my That's the coat of my beloved son Joseph He's dead An animal has surely killed him But he was wrong Joseph was alive Joseph was alive The news that he received was wrong Look at Elijah 1 Kings 19 Elijah hiding in a cave. God comes to him and says, Man, what's wrong with you? He said, Lord, the whole nation's turned against you. Everybody's given up. They've torn down the altars. They're following Baal. Nobody wants to listen to me, Lord. God said, Get up and act like a man. I'll come out here. There's something I want to show you. He took him up on a high mountain and showed him 3,000 souls that hadn't bowed to Baal yet that still followed God. The news that Elijah had was wrong Jacob he's coming home to meet his brother Esau after all the years that he had sojourned in a far land remember he cheated Esau out of his birthright cheated him out of the blessing from the father he's coming back and he's scared to death his servants come to meet him and said Esau we've talked with him he's coming to meet you and he's got 400 men of war with him. Jacob was scared to death. But the news he received was wrong. Esau was coming back to reunite with his brother. Not to attack him. Not to kill and destroy. Job. Job, the man that sat in sackcloth and ashes. Everything that he had was gone. His children, gone. Gone his livestock gone, his money gone, his home gone, everything that he's had, his health in ruins. He sat with broken pieces of pottery and scraped his skin and scraped the worms out of the sores on his body. Supposedly his three best friends and his wife came to him and said, you've sinned against God, just curse God and die. The news was wrong. Job said, though he slay me, I will praise the Lord and with these eyes I shall see him Job said the news Job got was wrong Acts chapter 16 there was a Philippian jailer some of you children may remember this from Bible school he was woken up in the middle of the night an earthquake and a loud noise and he looked and every door in the jail was standing wide open he didn't see a prisoner one anywhere he pulls his sword out and begins to fall on it to kill himself and he hears a voice. <laughs> he hears Paul's voice said hold thy sword. We're all here. We're all here. Nobody's left. That jailer got some news that was wrong. And he was getting ready to end his own life over news that was false. Look, Back in 1 Samuel the 34th verse David gives an account to King Saul When Saul says you can't fight the Philistine You can't fight Goliath He's over 9 feet tall The the head of his spear is half as long as you are David He's been trained from a youth for combat You're just a child You can't stand against him David said, there was a time when I was younger as I watched my father's sheep that a lion and a bear both came and took a lamb from the fold. What David say in that 34th verse? I can't, the Bible doesn't give an exact account but I can see it in my mind's eye. I can see David sitting there strumming his harp. There's a flash of brown fur and a large growl and then the bleed of the lamb. David knew what had happened. David wasn't ignorant. He was raised around sheep. He was raised around lions and bears. He knew that a lion had taken a lamb from the fold. What did David do? What was David's reaction when he registered in his mind just exactly what had happened? He didn't panic. He didn't start wringing his hands, oh, what am I going to do? Oh, what am I going to do? Oh, why did this have to happen to me? Why did it happen on my watch? Why? Why did it have to happen? He wasn't afraid of reprisal. He wasn't afraid of what his father was going to say to him. He wasn't afraid of what the people were going to say. Oh, look at David. You send David out to guard the sheep, and what happens? The lions and the bears all come and eat them all. He wasn't thinking about that. He wasn't worried about that. He didn't jump up and go running back, whining and crying begging for somebody to send help. He didn't say, well, I need to stay right here and protect what I've got. No. What did David do? David said, that's my lamb. David said, that's my father's sheep. That's my father's property. I will not let the lion have what is mine. David went after it. David went after the lion. He didn't believe the worst. Well, the lion's got it. It's probably eaten by now. There ain't no use me going to the effort. I might as just count that off as lost. David knew exactly what the odds were that he was going to find that lamb alive. But what did David do? He went after it. And I want you to look at verse 35. David's own words to King Saul. I... Went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. David said, I went after the lion and when I caught up to him, I smote the lion and he dropped the lamb. What did he smite him with? What does a shepherd carry? A sword, not a sword, he carries a staff and a rod. 23rd Psalm. David praying to God, he said, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You know what the staff is? The staff's the big hook. The rod is the great, big, long, heavy stick that he uses to mete out justice and to defend himself and his sheep with. David come running up to the line, reared back, and smacked the fool out of him hard enough that he dropped the lamb. You know what that lamb did, don't you? Boom, he's gone. The lion let go of him long enough. He's out of here. He's headed back to the fold. Where does that leave David? Where does that leave David? With a very mad lion. What's the rest of that verse say? And when I smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he rose against me. The lion said, alright boy. I may not eat lamb tonight. But I'll eat shepherd. May not have mutton, may not have lamb chops, but I'll eat me a little shepherd boy just the same. And it said the lion rose up against David. How many of you ever been to the zoo and seen a lion? Watched them on TV on National Geographic? We ain't talking a bobcat or a lynx. We're not even talking a cougar. We're talking a lion, an African lion. We're talking a lion with the big mane. We're talking a lion that when it raises up and puts its paws up is nine foot tall itself. What did David say he did when the lion rose up against him? David, did David run? Did David turn tail? Did David? David said, I grabbed him by the beard and I smote him again and killed him. The same as I killed the lion, I killed the bear. Understand this. Understand me well. I'm giving you fair warning. When you make a stand against the evil one, when you make a stand against the powers of the air of this world, Satan, the devil, Beelzebub, Baal, whatever name you want to give him, he will rise up against you. He will rise against you. I'm telling you on the authority of God's word to do exactly what David did. Grab him by the beard and smite him. Preacher, I don't carry a rod and staff. Yes, you do. Hold it up. That's your rod and that's your staff. That's a rod of correction. That is also a rod of authority. It's time God's people exercised authority. It's time God's people made a stand. It's time God's people smote the evil of this world. Not in self, not out of arrogance, but in brotherly love on the authority of God's word. Give this to the devil. What will he do? He'll flee. He can't stand the power of the word of God He can't abide it It hurts him It consumes him It reminds him that he's already defeated in this world Now You and I After we smite the devil The lion, the bear The giant. You have an option. You've got a choice. Every man, woman, and boy and girl here. I don't Christian, lost, bachelor. you've got a choice. You can believe the bad news. You can believe the bad news. Or you can believe the good news that the bad news is wrong. It's up to you as an individual. I've heard so much of it over the last six months to two years since the economy went in the tank in 2008. We can sit down and quit. We can throw our hands up. We can have the little pity parties. We can whine and we can cry. Oh, times are hard. Times are tough. It's difficult to get by. I don't know how we're going to do it. Oh, the economy ain't picking back up. There just ain't money. Jobs is hard to find. Or there's those times when you get that phone call at 3 o'clock in the morning. And I don't care who you are. A phone call at 3 o'clock in the morning scares you to death because it ain't good. Ain't nobody ever calls you at 3 o'clock in the morning and says, hey, remember that $50 you loaned me? I'm going to give it back to you in the morning. That don't happen. It's usually extremely bad news. And there are some of you that's had that knock at the door 2 and 3 in the morning, police standing there. Some of you have experienced that. The bad news is wrong. Remember that. Remember it. The bad news is wrong. When you get that feeling inside you that all the world's against you and you just can't stand it any longer. The bad news is wrong. It's wrong, wrong, wrong. Turn to Psalms 121. Psalms 121. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hill from whence cometh my help. When the bad news comes, when the bad news comes, smite it. Like David did the lion and the bear. I'm going to lift up my eyes into the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. My help cometh from the one who has all authority. Not earthly authority, not earthly power. My Father God made everything that we look at, stand on, see, touch, handle, feel, smell, My God made it all. I'm going to lean to Him for help. I'm going to trust His direction. Verse 3 says, He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall never slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. And the sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. The Lord is the shade on my right hand. Nothing can touch me unless God allows it to. The sun can't shine on my head if God don't want it to. The light of the moon can't hit me if God don't want it to. The devil cannot do anything to you or I as God's children unless God first gives permission. That's where I'm going to look for my help. That's where I'm going to look for my sustenance. That's where I'm going to look for the provision for me and my family. The one who provides all. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth even forevermore. The good news is The bad news is wrong. I just read to you what the Word of God says. The Word of God clearly says, He's got you right here. He has you. If you're His child, if you've professed Jesus Christ as Savior, if you've accepted Jesus as Lord of your life, you're right here in the palm of God's hand and nothing can touch you. There's a hedge around you There are angels that minister to you That stand guard over you Preacher how do you know Because the word of God says it And because I stay up late at night Praying for them do I know there are Don't believe the bad news Don't listen to the bad news told you about Joshua, Elijah, Jacob, and Acts, where there was bad news, but it was wrong. I'm going to take you to one more place. I'm going to take you to one more place. John chapter 20, verse 2. When the women had been to the tomb... That precious Sunday morning. And they found the stone rolled away, Brother Buford, and nothing inside it. They ran back to Peter and the disciple whom Jesus loved, who was John. And Mary Magdalene said, They've taken the Savior's body, and I don't know where they've laid it. The bad news is wrong. (laughs) The bad news is wrong. Nobody had took a body. The good news is Jesus is alive. And he's alive forevermore. That's the good news. That makes all the bad news wrong. What does any bad news that you can hear matter? Preacher, you ain't never had them come and say, Your child's about to die. or Your child is dead. No, I haven't. But I know, my God, when the time comes, if it happens, I know he'll be standing right beside me, Sister Treva. I know he won't desert me. He never has yet. He's never left me, Brother Jim. He's never forsaken me. He's never turned his back on me. You've never sat and watched your spouse die of cancer, preacher. No, I haven't. But I've got a pretty good idea of the spouse that I married. I know the guts that she has in her, and I know her love for the Lord. And I know if that's what God chooses... She will go to meet him with praise on her lips and a testimony to God's love and grace in her life. The bad news is wrong. From this morning back in your life, think of what the bad news has been. Think of what the bad news has been. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't have this. You can't have that. That's the... The good news, Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you. Jesus spilled every drop of blood that he had. And he would have done it if it had only been for one person. If it had just been Brother Glenn, he would have done it. But the Bible says that wasn't the case. He died that whosoever, which means anybody that wants to, That anybody that wants to can be saved. Anybody that wants to accept Jesus can get the good news. The good news is, the bad news is wrong. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because the good news is so good it overshadows the bad news. Mary Magdalene said they've taken our Lord. And I don't know where they've laid him. Thank God she was wrong. Thank God she was wrong. She didn't know where he was. I do. The Bible tells us he's sitting at the right hand of God the Father. The position of power and authority. And he's making intercession for you and I. Those of us that believe upon his name, he intercedes for us in our lives. When bad news comes, he steps in and says, Whoa, wait a minute. Let me see this. I don't think so. The devil comes with something else. What do you want, devil? No, I don't think so. Go away. That's mine. Like like David said, that sheep is mine, and I will not allow the lion to destroy it. Jesus says the same thing. Those sheep are mine, and I will not allow the lion, the bear, or the giant. Destroy what is mine Ladies come to the piano While they're coming to the piano Everyone stand to your feet please There's not a one of you here this morning Not a soul That can hear my voice That you haven't had bad news this past week This world is full of bad news Sometimes it's Well there ain't nothing we can do about it You're going to have to replace your air conditioning unit Sometimes it's a whole lot worse But our lives Is filled with bad news There's not a thing in the world That I can do about that There's not a thing in the world You can do about that But there's one man There's one man You can take the bad news and turn it into good news but see the thing is you've got to give him full control he won't accept 50% 75% he won't accept 99% you have to give Jesus Christ full control of your life you have to turn everything over to him I don't know your heart this morning. I don't know where you stand as far as your relationship to God, whether you know Jesus personally. I don't know. As we sing, if you're here this morning, you've never accepted Jesus. The good news is you can this morning. The good news is Everything in your life that's happened up till now, Jesus can get rid of it. He said, I'll blot out every sin. I'll cast it as far as it is from the east to the west throw into the sea of forgetfulness that has no bottom. You're here and you've backslid. You once knew Jesus. You once lived a life pleasing to God, but you've lost your first love. You've got out in the world. Jesus isn't number one in your life anymore. The good news is He's the prodigal son's father Standing right there With arms outstretched And come back Come to yourself Come back to me Come back to me Christian Child of God That bad news you got last week It don't matter God is in control God is sovereign Who cares what man says Who cares that the doctor tells you you've got six months to live? Who cares that the doctor says you've got some incurable disease? Fine, doc, whatever. The next time I come and see you, though, I will have gone to my father and I will have spoken to the great physician and got a second opinion and then we'll see what we'll see. Because my God's able. My God's able. He built this body. He constructed it. He formed it. It's nothing for him to reach down and if there's something wrong with it, take it out or make it whole again. He can do that if it's his will. And if it's not his will, then glory be to God, I'll just get to go see him sooner. Whatever your need is this morning, whatever the bad news is in your life that's robbed you of joy, that's caused fear in your heart, Don't believe the bad news. Don't believe the bad news. Whatever the need in your life is, come to this altar this morning and let's pray. Let's pray. Come up here and let's discuss the good news. Let's talk with the one who is the good news. As we stand and we sing this morning. We hope that you've enjoyed our podcast presentation. If you would like more information about the church or any additional podcast, Please join us on the web at www.reedtowncommunitychurchpodcast.blogspot.com. That's spelled R-E-I-D-T-O-W-N, communitychurchpodcast.blogspot.com. Thank you and God bless.